Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. I'm Deborah Spooner, and I'll be your host for today. This month, Andrew Murray is leading us to think through the secret of the throne of grace. In today's reading, Murray guides us in reflection on the Lamb and prayer. He starts with this verse in Revelation 5, 8. The 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. Each one had a harp, and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Passages from the book of Revelation, the final book in our Bibles, can be notoriously difficult to understand. And Murray today starts with scripture with some strong imagery involving elders, a lamb, harps, incense that he says are prayers. Understanding Revelation in context is so important, and we don't have time to dive fully into that here. But what we all need to recognize is that this is apocalyptic literature focused on the end times. And today we're narrowing in on the incense and prayers portion. You see, both incense and prayers make a lot of sense when we look to Jewish history. People used to visit places called synagogues to pray and offer sacrifices. Often people would time their moments of morning and evening prayer to be when, at the Jerusalem temple, the incense offerings were also happening. Commentators who know Jewish history well state that these prayers often mainly involved prayers of deliverance from their bondage and for God's kingdom to be restored. These prayers were towards fulfillment of God's big picture promises and covenant. What's so cool is that after we read the verse that Murray gave us today, the very next verse shows us a song of praise. The lamb who had accomplished these things that the people had been praying for for so long. It's really beautiful and it's important for us today. Before the lamb, the saints are described as having bowls of incense, the prayers of God's people. God's people throughout time at the synagogues had been praying that God's kingdom be restored and those prayers are not forgotten, cast aside, or disregarded, but we can imagine them being harbored as in bowls before the Lord. It's easy for us to sometimes view prayer through the lens of how we've experienced communication with other people. Remember back to when you'd be calling out to a sibling, saying their name loudly, clearly asking for their attention, and for whatever reason, they wouldn't give you any attention. Maybe they'd keep doing their task, maybe they'd actually walk away without ever even acknowledging you, and maybe you were annoyed, angry, retaliating, resentful, maybe even less likely to ask again the next time. We can think that approaching God is a lot like trying to communicate with this sibling. We might think, maybe he's going to just pretend and not hear me. Maybe he's going to walk away. I'm already frustrated, maybe even angry. Is it really worth it to take the time to pray, to ask? when it feels like maybe it hasn't worked in the past. The people at the Jewish synagogues had prayed and been praying and prayed some more. They were crying out for something, even on God's heart, fulfilling his promises, delivering them, restoring his rule. And they might have felt like God was more like the sibling, walking away and unresponsive. But little did they know that some prayers are held in bowls as incense before the Lamb of God while a song is being sung, ushering praise for what he does in his time. They just couldn't see it yet. But what did they choose to do anyway? Murray directs us towards it. They prayed, as he said, with perseverance and faith. They kept asking anyway, morning and evening, while the temple incense went forward. They didn't give up. What could this look like for us? If you, if I, if we as a family of God approached prayer with this kind of tenacity, if we persevered to keep asking time and time again before our God, If we had the faith that in the moments when it seems like our prayers, those in alignment with what we see in the truth of the Bible, aren't being answered, it doesn't mean they are wasted. What if our faithful prayers bring praise to the Lamb of God in more ways than we yet know or see? 
What if our act of praying is something so much more grand and even timeless than we can understand? The mind of God is so much greater than our finitude can comprehend. So we join our prayers. As Murray says, remember this, you do not pray alone. God's children all over the world are also praying. So he later states what we can then choose to do, persevere in wholehearted prayer. Today, when you wanna give up on prayer, remember our global and timeless family of God, those in the synagogue praying for the deliverance they could not yet see. Those today across continents asking God to continue to be the prince of peace and deliverer for them, even when his idea of what that means spans far beyond what we can now see. Prayer is more intricate and powerful than we can imagine, doing more than we know and meaning more than we can see. So we do not give up. Persevere, have faith, know that every single prayer, regardless of the outcome, can be an act of worship and honor to your king. Nothing is wasted. So let's pray towards this through the prayer Murray guides us in today. Here before the throne of grace, I am again aware of the power of prayer. Give me strength to persevere in prayer and to faithfully seek fellowship with you. Thanks so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate, review, and share the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.